You are listening to Across the Street, Across the Country, a production of DKI Canada. We all have opinions, usually strong opinions, on the media and how it works, how it tells stories, how it approaches interviews, how it deals with fairness and balance. Regardless of one's opinion, the media is a part of our life. And that includes the people with DKI who have had to, or will have to at some point, deal with a reporter, a news anchor, or heck, even the host of a podcast. Veteran journalist and communications expert Nancy Payne has lots of insight and advice on how to better understand, appreciate, disseminate, and deal with the media. She's delivering a workshop on the topic at Evolve 2023, DKI's annual conference in New Brunswick in early May. But she'll join our show later too, with a bit of a teaser of what we can expect at that AGM. You can come across as authoritative and knowledgeable and still conversational. That's when people will actually listen to you and really be able to understand what you're talking about far more than, you know, some of the ways we think we're supposed to talk when we're interviewed. Maybe it was all the doc- we also have part two of our conversation with Martin Moran of BFL Canada, an insurance company that works with DKI members across the country. And another hilarious top five list. My name is Denis Grignon, and this is Across the Street, Across the Country. Just let it go. Way back in our first episode of this season two, we spoke with Martin Moran. Martin is an advanced chartered insurance professional who helped us better understand not only the legal nuances and obligations of how insurance works, especially when it comes to restoration claims, but he also helped us put a face to an industry that, if we're being honest, many of us don't. In part two of my conversation with Martin, who's also a broker with BFL Canada, the insurer for many DKI members, he further expounds on this human element, the necessary personal contact and relationships his industry requires. 90% of my job for the last 30 years has been customer service, customer management, people skills. And the people skills are the most important. Setting expectations, living up to what you say you're going to do, making sure that when a customer calls, you can give them an answer as to what's going on with their claim right now. Not, gee, I've got to call somebody else to check, or gee, can you call my assistant and she'll give you an update. You know, if an adjuster is phoning the restoration project manager for an update. Really one of the things that they're looking for is, gee, you know what? It's Tuesday. The last time I checked on that claim was last Thursday when I had a meeting with our team and we went through everything. And I know flooring was scheduled to come in next week. Let me just make sure that that's happening. That gives that adjuster enough information to note their file and move on. What doesn't is, can you call my assistant back at the office? Because she really knows everything. Staying with that customer through the life of the claim is really important. Getting the work authorization signed, that's great. Getting the initial demolition done, that's perfect. But what's next and staying on top of what's next? 
I'm going to come back now to what I mentioned in the introduction that a lot of us, the people who don't work in insurance, we, we, we think of the people in your industry, it's just an industry. It's just the insurance company. So in light of what you just said, what's what's it like when you hear that from people not working in the industry, that they don't put a human element to what you do and and they just think of it as this great big gray building that collects money? Yeah, too often, especially in my role now with BFL, too often what we hear is, well, I haven't heard from anybody in over a week. I haven't heard from my adjuster. I haven't heard from my restoration folks. Their equipment is still here, you know, whatever the complaints are. Um, and I think that's really critical. And it's really tough coming out of COVID too. You know, we're all sort of learning how to interact again. And I think there's a need for everyone to be cognizant of the fact that just keeping someone updated is going to save a whole lot of problems in the long run, even if the information you have to deliver is bad news, something was delayed by a week or two, whatever that happens to be. Being transparent and telling people what's going to happen and then living up to the dates that you commit to, those are the things that win hearts and minds and customers. I can look stuff up. I can look up a policy. I can look up case law. That's not a problem. But not being able to, you know, bring that customer to the point where they have an understanding of what's going to happen next and be able to deal with the punches that we are going to have on these claims, because no claim goes perfectly, especially now. You know, there's labor issues, there's supply shortages, there's all those things that everyone is dealing with, and it's particularly acute in the restoration industry. It, it's being in touch with the customer and delivering the news no matter what. Let's be fair here. Let me turn it back to, to people like me, not in the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. What, what changes would you like to see us who are on the other side of that fence? What would you like us to learn to start acting on and, and practicing? I have said that my life would be easier if everyone actually looked at the insurance policy. Before they, con- before they needed a, it. Yeah, as a contract. Because that's what it is. That's a contract between you and the insurer. And everybody, including your lawyer, tells you, you should read every contract before you sign it. It's a different type of contract because it's just so pervasive. And governments require you to have it or mortgage companies require you to have it. So you just buy it and you don't think of it because we call it a policy. But if everyone read the policy and understood the policy, that would go a long way. That being said, that's also our job as the broker to help you interpret that policy. We spend a lot of time, and again, with a lot of our large commercial clients, where we will have group calls where we'll review certain sections of a policy uh, as it's coming into force so that there's an understanding of what those ramifications are, not just from the financial end, but also from the claims end. This is what might happen if... Arming yourself with the knowledge of what your policy should cover, being able to go to your broker and say, gee, I don't have this coverage and I would like it. Even asking simple questions. Why is my deductible for flood so high in comparison to my deductible for anything else? And therein lies the challenge too, because let's face it, most of us can't get excited about our insurance policy until we really need it. So I guess there's the challenge is getting people to to invest the time to understand it. Uh, before they ever need it, if they ever even need it. So, correct. Yeah. 
Hi, my name is Martin Moran. I'm the claims manager for British Columbia with BFL Canada, and you're listening to Across the Street, Across the Country. Across the Street, Across the Country is a production of DKI Canada, a leader in Canadian property restoration. DKI Canada provides services to insurance, commercial, and residential clients from coast to coast. Whether it's an emergency response, water damage mitigation, fire and contents cleaning, mold remediation, or a complete reconstruction, DKI members are available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. If you are ever in need of emergency assistance, the number is 1-855-DKI-TODAY. That's 1-855-354-2329. Whether you work in DKI's corporate office or you're out there rebuilding people's lives, you're already an expert on what you do but you're probably not an expert on interacting with the media. A workshop at Evolve 2023, DKI's AGM taking place in St. John, is here to help. The facilitator is a good friend of this podcast because she lives and works in the same house as me. Nancy Payne is a magazine editor who has worked for CBC Radio and contributed freelance articles to all kinds of newspapers and magazines. She's also seen the other side of things during her time as a communications director for a public school board in Ontario and as a corporate communications trainer working with executives at some of Canada's biggest companies. Nancy Payne joins me now down the hall from her office and upstairs from mine here in our living room. Nancy, thanks for ensuring the dog has a treat to <laughs> occupy himself and for helping us out with this episode. I'm happy to be here. Hey, your workshop is one of the first things at the AGM on the morning of May 7, and I know you're going to be talking about media relations. I just want to make the distinction here that this show here across the street, across the country, is different. It's like right. an audio corporate newsletter and, and we're completely transparent in that it's a production of DKI. Right. And I think that's an important distinction. But when it when it comes to doing an interview with, you know, mainstream media or, or approaching them to promote an event. Right. You're talking uh, like a you know your local newspaper or your local TV right. station or radio station. Mm -hmm. that, that's gonna be different than than what this show is. What are you hoping people will get out of your workshop then? Really just that they don't have to just react. Um, that if they plan a bit and prepare, it'll make a huge difference. And that's true, really, if they're looking to publicize an event of their own, or like we were talking about, if a reporter has called them looking for an interview. Basically, people have more control than they think they do. You're right. And I guess these are the kinds of things that you and I, we just take this for granted. Oh, for sure. I mean, you and I have been doing this. We've been in this field a long time. So right. I think we kind of forget that talking to the media is actually really quite daunting for a lot of people. We've heard smart people who think you have to pay to put an article in the local newspaper, which is totally not true. Yeah, no, I used to get that all the time. People saying, okay, uh, can you cover my event uh, and, or my, my, my business and how much will that cost me? And I would always have to say, I'm just really interested in a good story. If, if I happen to promote your business, that's great. But really, as a reporter, I'm interested in a good story for our listeners or the readers. Exactly. And that's sort of, that's for the reporter. Um, and 
I've also heard a lot of people who just assume that a reporter like that will let them see a story or hear it before it goes in a newspaper, goes on the air. And you know, that's completely oh. false also. Which I guess is why the subtitle of your session is Media Relations Demystified. Exactly. Because I think really with a bit of context about both the kinds of things we're talking about now, what it is that reporters are looking for, um, but also the kind of pressures and constraints they're working under. Because I don't think a lot of people really realize that. If you understand some of that, this all gets a lot less mysterious. Oh, and I should mention that the main title of the workshop, you mentioned the subtitle, the main title is Make Your Point. So we're really also going to talk about how people can focus what they want to say, and that really helps them say it well. Okay, I want to pick up on that, if that's okay, because many of the people that I've interviewed for this program, the people with DKI, and it didn't matter if they were PMs or technicians or they were in administration, Often they admit to some kind of apprehension before the interview takes place that they've never mm -hmm. done this kind of thing before. They don't know if they're going to answer properly. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They're, they're a bit nervous and sure. without fail. And I mean this sincerely, they have always been great. And I'm thinking of a recent interview easily. It's in my top three. It was with Taylor Lamoth. She's a tech with DKI Golden Triangle. Taylor is in her 20s. She's relatively new with DKI. And there was some question as to how she'd even respond to the request for an interview for this show. And ultimately, I thought she did a great job. I think, yeah, I remember that interview and I thought she was excellent. Yeah, well, I'd like to play a clip from that chat with Taylor. Sure. She was part of the episode called Embracing Equity. Then I was hoping you could weigh in on why she came across so well. So, so here's the clip. Sure. Town. I've worked in barns, done multiple jobs that involves horrible smells <laughs> or certain smells. So I don't. I'm not one for a big. Like I don't have a soft stomach. I have a pretty strong, strong stomach, and I guess that was the first thing he was a little concerned about. He was like, "Well, there are some sewage jobs that they they do get pretty gross," and I was like, "You know what?" Shove me in them. Let me take my shot. See how I do. I mean, you're absolutely right. She was terrific in that interview. And if I can pinpoint a few things, and this is really important, by the way, because people tend to say, oh, she was good, but they can't really pin down why. And that's something we're going to talk a little bit about in the workshop. So if I was to pick up on a few specifics from Taylor there, I think overall, she it's a bit of an abused word these days, but she's authentic. She's natural. She's herself. And she's not using a lot of jargon. She's just talking like an ordinary person. There were some great images there, right? You, you could almost smell what she was smelling and her reaction to it. She just, she, uh, this is a term you and I use sometimes, she was just a real person. And that makes her really engaging and really interesting to listen to. And people are going to pay attention and you're going to get your point across. Like I say, you were right there with her. And that's, that is not always an easy thing to do. Uh, but if you just let yourself be natural, it's going to come through. And I think that what's not lost in all of this is over the people who haven't been interviewed before, because they, they, they haven't done a lot, they're just talking yeah. like, they, like they would in a regular conversation. I think, and you know what, the word conversation is really important because you can come across as authoritative and knowledgeable and still conversational. That's really, that's when people will actually listen to you and really be able to understand what you're talking about far more than, you know, some of the ways we think we're supposed to talk mm -hmm. when we're interviewed. 
Okay, that's if a reporter makes the request. But you also mentioned that you're going to touch on how participants at Evolve 2023 can publicize an event or mm-hmm. some company news. Absolutely, because you and I both know there is definitely a wrong way to do that. Oh, yeah. I don't know how often I would get requests when I was working for newspapers or, or private radio stations. People say, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not selling any tickets and oh. I, I need you to publicize my event because I need to make bank at the end of the month. And I would say, well, I'm, I have to, I'm interested in a good story. So right. what do you got? Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and it's really, again, something that I think is kind of mysterious to a lot of people. And I, it makes me feel bad because they put all this work into organizing something like these great charity fundraisers that you've talked about on the show, or maybe there's a big change at the company that's something that's important to the community, and they just they don't know how to get the word out. No, you're right. I think of the uh, the work that DKI does with Ronald McDonald House, oh, for instance. Oh, great example. You know, yeah, and there, there's, there are great stories in there. That story will almost sell itself in many ways. Something I've encountered many, many times in the various media I've worked with is when people get frustrated that their event doesn't get mm-hmm. covered. But then mm-hmm. you ask them, okay, well, did you let us know? Did you let the media know? And and then it turns out that no, they didn't. Exactly. And it's such a shame because it's actually really easy to publicize something. I mean, you know this, you hosted a radio show for a media company for a time and you used to read announcements about local events all the time. Right. The public service announcements, it didn't have to be a full blown story, but if we just have the bullet points of it. DKI members do such great things for their communities and they put, like I say, all this work into it. So why not take a bit of time to just send a few emails, make a few calls and just see if you can get some attention for what you're doing. Nothing's guaranteed, but like I say, it's worth a shot if it means bringing in more money for the charity you're sponsoring or maybe, you know, highlighting the great work your employees are doing. Exactly. Okay, so let's say I'm a DKI member or someone who works with a national office. What will I be able to do at the end of this workshop that maybe I might not have been able to do before? I'd like to think you'll have new knowledge that helps you understand how media work, but you'll also have some really specific tools that will help you get your point across in an interview and publicize an event or a story. And I like to say that I do not talk the whole time because that would be really tedious. (laughs) People will have a chance to practice these skills during the workshop. I want them to leave knowing that these are all things they can start doing right away. And I have to say, it doesn't hurt that the stuff we're going to talk about, it's actually all things that will help people communicate more effectively, really in pretty much anything they do. I'm really looking forward to this. Thanks so much for this, Nancy. Hey, do you mind sticking around for just a few minutes to help us out with our top five list? Do I have a choice? Um, No, I'd be happy to. Well, it's right in the script right there. Yeah, yeah, seeing as you did write this in the script here, sure. What do you got? Okay, well, well, we talked a lot about how to do a better job of talking to the media. Well, I thought we could also examine how not to talk to the media. (laughs) The top five things one should never say to a reporter during an interview. You're going to bring up some music now, right? Like you always do for these lists? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, here we go. Okay, top five music. Here we go. Our top five list of what one should never, ever say to a reporter during an interview. Number five. Before I answer that question, can you spot me five bucks? Because I left my Tim's card in the truck. Number four. Just give me a second here. I'm almost past level 9,433 of Candy Crush. Number three. So you're a reporter. My neighbor has an uncle, and that uncle's cousin was a reporter for some newspaper or TV station in the 70s. Maybe you know her? Marion? Number two. 
I don't answer to fake news. I get all my important updates from the trusted source of Earl in his parents' basement.net. And the number one thing one should never, ever utter to a reporter during an interview. Sorry, what was that again about our company's focus? I got distracted by that cute squirrel behind you carrying a bag of Doritos. In addition to working upstairs from me and contributing to our hilarious top five list, Nancy Payne is leading the workshop Make Your Point Media Relations Demystified at Evolve 2023 in St. John, New Brunswick on May 7. You're going to want to sign up for that. I'll be there as well for a special live recording of this program, which, as you know, is a production of DKI Canada, which, as well as being responsible for great podcasts, actively contributes to creating a better future through environmental protection and social responsibility. Focused on leaving things better than DKI found them, DKI is committed to using environmentally sustainable cleaning products and mitigating risk in environmentally sustainable ways. The people behind the music of our show, well, we got to thank them too. Graham Lindsay for those musical bridges that tie everything together. Close kicks for our opening theme and looking for Heather for the closing music you're listening to right now. Please tell others about our show and where to find us. We're available on most streaming platforms, you know, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please give us a rating. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so via dki.ca. That's our website or at the DKI Facebook page. Across the Street, Across the Country is written, hosted, and produced by me, Denny Grignot. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, why you tell me your stories are-